We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved, check out our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. Social Capital Podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency hosting bi-weekly educational webinars. Check out more at keystoneclick.com forward slash webinars. If you haven't connected with me on LinkedIn yet, I'm going to keep pushing this out there. Let's connect. I want to hear from my listeners. I'm, I'm also sharing tons of valuable information related to marketing, strategy, website, digital, all that fun stuff. So let's definitely connect on LinkedIn. All right, let's get into the show. Today's guest is Gail Robertson. She has a degree in journalism and master's in curiosity. She guides clients to success with a marketing strategy centered around telling stories and making the right connections. How? Sign up, suit up, show up. Her resume includes media, fundraising, advertising, PR, and owning a BNB. Gail now is a powerhouse connector, strategic brand consultant, and keynote speaker with a focus in manufacturing. She's a Twitter evangelist, a passionate networker, and avid storyteller. Gail, welcome to the show. Hello. Wow, that is uh, quite an introduction. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I am so excited for this. You and I have been kind of following each other a little bit online, and, and I feel like we're just the same person in different countries. <laughs> I agree. We are definitely, uh, I love the title, Social Capital. I, I love a kind of play on words and how people use language and uh, certainly, uh, I've been following your podcast and uh, yeah, it's great. Well, cool, thank you. So um, Twitter, it's definitely something that you are uh, passionate about, as, as I stated in the bio, but you're calling yourself a chief curiosity officer. Why is curiosity so important to you in the new virtual manufacturing marketing world? Well, with uh, curiosity, uh, I encourage people to use it. First of all, I use it because that's how I really did the pivot into learning more about this world because I came out of, you know, I was a journalist, um, which I covered a, a lot of different topics, but manufacturing, I did not know much about that. And certainly I've been doing work in mold making, which is a very niche world. And I use curiosity for me to learn. But then when I'm teaching now and working with clients in that world, I'm encouraging them to be curious about marketing, curious about outreach, curious about how can they make a change from, you know, the traditional trade shows, especially since uh, the pandemic. Things have changed and it's now, it's a disruption, not an interruption. So we're not going to go back to the way it was. It's forever changed how we're going to be doing things. And even if we go back to live, there's still going to be a digital component. So Curiosity is like a muscle. If uh, if you're not using it, it uh, well, it just won't grow. And curiosity is about growing and learning and exploring the virtual world. That for some people, that may seem overwhelming to them, and it may even seem a bit scary. So um, that's why I say number one: if you're curious, you can learn so many new things and become more adept at how to use all these virtual technologies. I love that. And I mean, curiosity is just what 
makes evolution happen. Yes. <laughs> you know? And, and it, today more than ever before it's curiosity and evolution is so important because as you said, I, and I love how you stated that the disruption versus the interruption. I, I think I have not heard that before. So, well, we also use, we hear a lot about creativity and creativity is very important, but I uh -huh. think too, it starts, we're going to need to go back into, you know, our school system. We need to be teaching curiosity as well and really asking questions, not just memorizing, not just learning by rote. We really need to uh, question things. And so with manufacturing clients, you know, we all do this. We sort of have done things the way we've done them. And people can get stuck in certain ways of doing them. And that was the trade show. They relied on trade shows. Mm -hmm. And now once those are gone, there's a bit of deer in the headlights sometimes. And my job now is to say, okay, let's, let's move you away from those headlights and try to get you some focus. And I work on guiding them. And I don't go in and say, hey, use curiosity. But that is the tool that I use. And I encourage, let's ask questions. Let's look around corners. How can we do things differently? So it is, uh, it's a tool that I didn't know that it was such a massive tool in my life. Sometimes it takes other people pointing it out. I didn't think I asked that many questions, but apparently I do. So I, I've added that in as uh, it is something that to me is like breathing. It's so natural. And to other people, it may not be as natural. So that's where you need a, you need a tour guide, a curiosity tour guide. <laughs> I love that. I, I've got a, a new team member. Um, well, not, not new. He's been with me for about a year now, but he's uh, training him to do some sales right now. And I, I told him the other day to be genuinely curious about with the individual that you're, you're talking with, because that the curiosity is going to open up the doors to um, that juicy piece of information that's going to help you establish a right relationship and, and hopefully close the deal. And what does everybody usually like talking about and hearing about is ourselves, right? So Absolutely. you ask someone a question, they will usually share it, but often, and I've had this happen one time in a fundraising meeting where I, uh, I was working with a client and one of the questions I asked is, what can we do for you? What's important to you? What are some things that might be relatable? And he sat back in his chair and he said, no one has ever asked me that. Hmm. And I thought, how many times do we miss out on the, making those connections with people? Because instead of trying to sell someone and train, trying to push a sponsorship or push a sale on someone, ask them what's important to them. What is something that, you know, they may have a problem with and start that conversation and I, and you know, some salespeople, I think, think like I'm a little uh, off my rocker at times because I say, stop selling, stop selling. Instead, mm -hmm. start engaging, asking questions, learning about the prospect because, you know, we, we want to make connections with people. And especially in this virtual world now, the idea of um, not being able to meet in person, you can look at that as a disadvantage or you can look at it as an advantage. And if you start to shift around and say, how can I see the world differently? That's where as a salesperson, you will have phenomenal success if you start asking questions first, instead of going in and saying, here's what I wanna sell you. Because usually people will back away so quickly. Uh, and instead you wanna pull them towards you, say, come to the light. <laughs> <laughs> I know I agree hundred uh, percent letting people talk about themselves and, and being genuinely curious, I think will go such a long way overall. 
Um, let, let's shift the conversation slightly to, uh, can you share some tips to help salespeople that are in the manufacturing industry um, that are trying to get away from the trade shows to best understand selling in the digital marketing world? Well, further what we, we just, that's a good segue because uh, it is about asking those questions and first doing your research. So I always say before you uh, try to sell to anyone, first learn about who your clients are and what they're looking for. Because what's happening is those same clients are doing that with you. They're doing research about your company. They're looking at your social media. They're looking at websites. They want to know who you are before um, they're even going to think about probably buying from you. So you need as a salesperson to do the same thing. Dig in, uh, find out who, who they are as much as possible. And there's a lot of information you can find online about someone. And, um, and some people, and I've had some salespeople kind of, they, they kind of feel uncomfortable with that. They feel like, oh, I'm nosing around. I said, in this world, if someone posts something publicly, they post it on a social media platform, it is done because they want to share something. So that's one tip is do your research. The other thing is, um, instead of selling, be generous with your information, share your knowledge, uh, try to um, be a, a guide to who you're trying to sell to. So if you have knowledge now in manufacturing, so if you're in an engineering uh, role uh, as a salesperson, you want to share all the intricacies of what goes into, and again, in my world that I work with, you know, what are the tools that will make those molds? How do they work? Why do they work? Um, give me some insights. And I mean, give me meaning the person looking at your profile. And you know what, Lori, one of the, um, the big stop gaps for a lot of the people in sales that I'm finding in manufacturing is they go, well, I, you know, they're going to know this, or, um, you know, if I explain this, most people, they already know this. I don't want them to think that I don't know it. And I said, you'd be surprised at what people may want to learn about. And the people that may be doing the research aren't always the people that, um, know about how that tool works or what machine is on that tool or makes that tool. So if you can be that guide, share information and also share a bit of information about yourself. So if you have an interest in, um, you know, for example, I may post something related to cycling. I got into cycling. A lot of that is also about, you know, process and, um, you know, how does that make me, you know, what are some of the interests that I have that might relate to even my role? And we know when it comes to connecting with people, if you have a common interest. Now, Lori, I know from listening to your podcast that I know you're into cycling. So that we had a mm -hmm. conversation about cycling and what bike you use. And so that's another thing that I make the correlation back to trade shows as well. When they went to a trade show, they would have been having these casual conversations. So it's about taking those casual conversations in real life and bringing them over to the virtual world. I love that. I, there's so much truth to that. And I love how you sharing your expertise is definitely something I advocate for over and over and over again. So I'm glad that you're on board with that. Um, but yeah, finding that common interest um, and really what you're doing is you're replicating what happens at the trade show floor and that real life dialogue and just moving it to the digital space. You can still exactly. have that same conversation. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a different, different, and uh, different medium 
be okay. having that conversation. Yes, and it's not, <laughs> I want to say this too. I want to add this in. It's not bragging. And I, I often say there's uh, on social media, there's, there's a line, there's a line when it comes to ego, right? There's, and I would say there's a line between healthy ego and unhealthy ego. And believe me, you will probably know if you're crossing it. And if not ask people, um, when I first started Twitter, I did, I asked some people, you know, people that I was interested with their feedback because, you know, I post about a whole range of things. I talk about things I do, but I also post a picture of maybe of my cat. I post a picture of cycling. I post a picture of a lot of, I promote other people because if I find something interesting, um, I'm going to share that on my Twitter feed because, um, it may, and I love connecting people up. And sometimes I'll say, Hey, FYI to someone, or this person, you should meet this person. And the more that you're doing that, uh, you're engaging, right? You're creating that sense of community. And you're also, you know, I will talk about maybe some tips, right? That I found useful. So it's not that it's bragging, it's I'm sharing in the expertise that I have. And that may help someone. And I think that's a big thing that I find with, um, if you're not coming out of maybe uh, so much understanding marketing, you may think that it's self-absorbed or self-promoting, but uh, that's what you want to do. I love it. I love it. Um, why do you think there's a resistance to virtual networking, especially in that in the manufacturing space? I mean, I, I do see this and it's um, it's something that has to happen. This evolution has to happen. Yeah. And this is something I've actually been studying because as I came into this world of, you know, working in the manufacturing sector and trying to understand, okay, you know, I come in saying, okay, here's what we're going to do. Let's do this, you know, go through the various steps. And when I found resistance, I'm the kind of person I step back and I question again, I go, Hmm, why is that? What's happening? So I did a lot of listening. Uh, I asked for some feedback and it comes down to one is a lack of um, understanding of how social media works. So that means, okay, that means we need to do better in how we're explaining that. Mm -hmm. The other is fear, right? Fear of unknown. And we are, most people are naturally, um, they naturally go towards, we don't like change, right? I mean, change is you get in, you get comfortable. It's like those comfortable shoes, right? You get into this comfortable lifestyle. And then if someone comes along and says, let's change, uh, sometimes we resist. Now, maybe because I've had some, you know, life changes for myself, but I, I think it's also, I, I can roll with things fairly easy. And I actually find change exciting. I now know not everybody is excited, as excited about change as I am. So it's about trying to find that middle ground, that balance. And, and again, that goes back to utilizing curiosity because the more you're learning, the more you're asking questions without fail, you will overcome some of those fears. It's like anything. We fear things we don't know, we don't understand. And once we learn about it, it makes it so much easier. So that's, that's the work I'm doing right now is really um, taking a few steps back and also showing, not telling. And I just did um, some interviews with uh, Damon Pastilka, who I learned, who I met through networking. And he gave some amazing information about where he came from, you know, working on shop floors through to how he's using social media. And a lot of it is, again, goes back to what I say, you have to just show up. Step one mm -hmm. is to show up and trust in the process. And then you know, you can overcome. So in terms of why is there resistance? It goes back to, they've done trade shows. That's the way they've always done it. 
and it worked for them. So there is a resistance to change. So mindset is also big. And mm-hmm. I've had these talks that if, if you're not going to have that open mind, then you're probably going to have some difficulties. So you have to make some decisions. I, I, for me personally, I use the example of I get up at five 30, I have my cold shower. I do my workout before I start my day because I'm not going to do it at the end of the day. I know I won't. So if I'm going to get my workouts in, my mindset is that I put my feet on the floor and I begin and I I have conversations in my head like I don't want to do this. I I think of all the excuses, but I just say get going, get going. So the same thing with networking when it comes to in manufacturing, you know, you've got to um, sometimes do things you don't want to do as well. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Well, this is a great time to pause for a quick message from our sponsor before we dive deep into the networking conversation. Ooh, yes. Social Capital is sponsored by Keystone Click. Located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Keystone Click is a strategic digital marketing agency focused on helping their clients generate and nurture opportunities online. For Social Capital listeners, they've created an awesome Guide to Profits booklet featuring 42 tips on how to build brand awareness generate leads, and nurture those opportunities online. Visit keystoneclick.com backslash profits to download your own guide today. All right, Gail, as we move back into this conversation of networking, my goal is really to alleviate any fears that people have as you were kind of addressing that a little bit. Um, And I'm hoping that you can do that by sharing one of your favorite stories related to networking uh, with our listeners. Hmm. Well, I have so many and networking has been like the uh, foundation of probably everything I've done from my high school days through to now, but I'm going to give one that's uh, more recent because it shows sort of the trajectory of uh, where I've come from on Twitter over to even being here today talking to you. So um, I started in um, using Twitter, then I was on a Twitter chat with Madeline Sklar called Twitter Smarter. From there, I met Natalie Gregg, who had Lead Loudly, another Twitter chat. I was on there and connected somehow with Jen Wegman, who was with, introduced me the USA Manufacturing Hour Twitter chat, which I did not know about. I'm now involved in that. They had a live networking event where I met Kurt Anderson. (laughs) Kurt Anderson then introduced me to Sam Gupta, and he also introduced me to you and, So through all of this, I have been taking this path um, and each of those people I now know, Madeline, Natalie, Kurt, it's not like I know them that I can call them up, I can have a conversation and they have helped open doors for me. So that's where, um, that's my favorite networking because it's almost like there's this, you know, I can almost see this like map taking me across from, um, and it included all different networks, right? From Twitter to LinkedIn, to Zoom, to uh, Remo, all of these different platforms. And I didn't know some of them, but I, the reason I say just show up is because when I just show up, that's where the magic happens. I love that. And there's so much truth to that. And it's again, getting out of that uh, state of mind of fear and, you know, walking into the new virtual room nowadays and that you've never been in before. And it's fascinating what happens. It's so powerful and magical when you put yourself in the space where you want to be, um, you're finding the right people to hang out with. Yes, for sure. I have through all of this, like I've now got involved with Sam's, you know, WBS rocks. And I tell you, I didn't 
know, I still, I'm not really sure of ERP, that whole world, but <laughs> the, the magic of what happens there and the people that I've met, and I still have more Damon, I met through that group who's been a phenomenal resource for me. Um, and because he's worked actually in mold, like he has a background in mold, molding, right? So, yeah. uh, like I wouldn't have thought from way back on my Twitter smarter days that I was going to take me into manufacturing and then even mold making, right? Because mold making is so niche, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, I will say this, I absolutely love the world of mold making. It is, uh, it's fascinating because we say they are the people that make things that make things. And yeah. I love that because it's like opening up this, you know, the the curtain behind all of our products. So now every plastic product I use, I look and go, I wonder how this was molded. (laughs) Yes. This is why I love working in manufacturing because it's just so fascinating to see how things are actually made. I mean, as consumers, we just buy products without thinking like, how did this plastic piece get on this metal piece? And you know, what was the source of these? It's just, I'm so obsessed with just hearing the whole story of how things are made. I love it. I'm hearing you. <laughs> I love helping manufacturers get that message out there too. And it sounds like that's again, another place that you and I are, are the same. Yes. <laughs> so Gail, as you've continued to meet all of these amazing people, how do you stay in front of and best nurture these relationships that you're creating? Well, it is about making it a part of, like I said, you know, I get up in the morning, I have that workout first thing. And it's for me, you know, that's a really good question, Lori, because for me, it is like, I would say certain things are like breathing for me. Right. So, uh, I do it naturally. I'm on so many, you know, between Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and it's not that I'm there all the time. And I, I'm not always online. I have, you know, I have a very active life outside of sitting at my computer on my phone, but it's about, um, you know, consistency, For example, some of the networking groups that I uh, go to, I try to show up regularly, maybe not all the time, but there's certain ones that um, it's like listening to podcasts, right? I listen to them. I have a system. I listen to those first thing in the morning too. Um, And I, I try to just plan it into my day. People often say, well, I don't have time to do everything you do, Gail. And I said, well, we all have the same 24 hours. And the same people sometimes that I hear say, I have no time, but they will binge watch something on Netflix. They'll watch. And I'm like, how do you have time to watch, you know, 30 programs on a Saturday? Like Mm -hmm. that, that seems strange to me, but that's because that's not a priority in my life. And it's not a blame. I watch Netflix shows, but I watch them differently. Right. So um, to me, building relationships is crucial to my life, to my soul, to my, like, it's not just for work either. I do this because I'm, I love connecting to people and it just happens to provide phenomenal success to me from a business perspective. And that's what I'm trying to work with the salespeople. I said, if you want to have an endless, like uh, sales funnel, or you want to have an endless supply of people who will come to buy from you, um, stay connected with people, build those relationships. And I very seldom ever really go on and like when I'm on my social media and promote what I do. In fact, a lot of people actually say, what do you do exactly? (laughs) Because most people come and say that they want to work with me because of the relationships that were built or word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can definitely see Mm -hmm. that. Um, Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with everything that you've said there. Uh, what advice would you offer that business professional who's really looking to grow their network? Well, you know, first, 
a lot of times people want to jump into multiple platforms or they want to, they, they get overwhelmed by everything. So I bring it down to the basics of, okay, if you are looking to build your business and build your contacts, you really need to start by, again, building those relationships, connecting to people. So there's, there's lots of opportunities now because there are groups, there are Facebook groups, there are LinkedIn groups. Um, there are, um, you know, how I got into WBS rocks, or there's the Friday, um, webinar series with Kurt Anderson on the, uh, e-commerce for success. And I show up on Fridays cause they have phenomenal guests, but there's a chat down the side when the, when the people are speaking and people drop their LinkedIn. And so it's very live in terms of, I can be listening to the person speaking, but we have side conversations over on the chat. So that's what I encourage people to do is, and again, it's about just showing up. So when I show up, even if I think, uh, and I sometimes looked and went, I don't think that guest will really apply to me. Then I show up and I, oh my God, I can't believe I just got a, a connection or a tidbit of information. And I've managed to connect with someone new in the chat. So that's the first thing to do. I often tell people, don't worry so much about first, you know, feeling you have to post every day or that you have to send out massive amounts of connections. And Lori, I'm going to say this to anybody listening to is that if you're on LinkedIn and you decide that you're going to send out all these connections to people, I would say, uh, slow down, <laughs> figure out why you're connecting to people. Don't, and for sure, do not connect and then send them a sales pitch. Like I get a few, quite a few of those. And I, now I just don't even respond. Um, and instead, for example, I may listen to someone and I've done this. I've listened to someone on a podcast and I really love what they have to say. So I'll send them a connection say, I heard you on this podcast. Here's what really resonated with me. I found it really interesting and thought we'd connect. And I leave it at that. Sometimes I just follow someone first. If I'm like, you know what, I'm going to follow them just so I can see their information. And sometimes they will send me a connection. So it's about, again, building relationships first and setting aside the selling. Don't try to push what you have onto people. Instead, um, again, I know it sounds cliche to build those relationships, but it's first by, you know, and they did it when they went to trade shows. So I often say, them, what did you do at trade show? Did you walk up to someone, put your hand out, said hello, and then say, do you want to buy a tool for me? Like, and they go, no. I go, then don't do that on social media. So instead, I think I may have heard it even by one of your guests. I, I, someone said, you know, it's social media, not social selling. So be social, be engaging, be generous. And, you know, I always say be kind. I think that, you know, you can disagree with someone um, and not have to always make it a public disagreement. Um, so, yeah, just find people of like mind that you think will um, that you can share information with. Yeah, I love that. I think um, kind of how you opened up the answer to this question was first uh, engaging in the chat on these virtual groups and I, brilliant advice to share um, because that is so simple actually to just start that conversation. No different than you're talking one-on-one -on -one with someone in a trade show, like you said. Um, and yeah, and so that was my statement that you referenced was um, it's social media, not sell me media. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I heard it somewhere and it was good. <laughs> um, no, but what you're saying is really talking about like, what is your goal? What are you trying to achieve? Instead of just blasting everyone to try to make as many connections, let's be 
thoughtful, uh, thoughtful and intentional with that outreach um, to grow the network and, and know what value you're being able to provide people. 100% yes. agree with that. Yes. All right, we're gonna change it up with a little fun one here, Gail. If you could okay. go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of, less of, or differently with regards to your professional career? Let's see, my 20 year old self, that wasn't really that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> she says with a laugh. Um, you know, this is this is a really good question because it really makes you think about what would I do? Would I, you know, and I think maybe when I was younger, I'm like, oh, I would do this and I'd change and do this because my life has actually taken a different path than I thought I was gonna take from high school. Probably I'd say to keep, you know, keep doing what I'm doing because I'm now in a place in my life that I actually love what I do. I'm not looking to say, hey, when do I get to retire? I, I love the people I'm meeting. So I'd probably just say, keep being curious and keep showing up even more. And maybe one thing I'd say is like, maybe own your power a bit earlier in life. I think I might've, um, thought of ways that uh, instead of shrinking back sometimes uh, own your power. And now I use that as part of my, um, my planning and work with clients is own your power. Love that. Right. And there's so much truth to that. And it's, it's weird that it takes so long to figure that out. <laughs> Some people don't ever figure it out. You know what, but Lori, that's a really good point. That is true. And I always think whenever you find it out, it's not too late. It is, uh, there is like, I am someone who is always looking like ahead in a good way. Like, I think there is more I can do. There is, you know, if I, we talked about this with cycling, you know, I started doing five, 10 kilometers and now I'm up to about 40 to 50 kilometers on a ride. And I want to get up to 75 kilometers this summer. Now you, I think said 75 miles. That's I'm going to be a wise off 70, 70 miles. And I can't do the kilometer to mile. <laughs> so it just sounds amazing what you're telling me right now. <laughs> um, yep. I signed up for a 70 mile ride in September and which is a huge um, goal for me personally, but I'm excited for it. So yeah. Kudos to you for all that too. Just own it. Like Sid. Yep. And we, we need, we need to have a little accountability for each other to get this done now. Yes, <laughs> Here's 75 yes, we'll kilometers, have, my 70 miles. Yours is like 110 kilometers, something like that. Yours is, uh, yours is, is a lot more, but you know what it's all about. Yours is September. I want to do mine a little earlier. So maybe I'll be at, I don't know, hundred kilometers by the fall. Maybe that'll be a goal. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Love it. Um, I'm going to give you an opportunity to interview me. What's something that you'd like to ask me? Ah, the, cause you are good at questions. So, um, probably the one I would ask is when, when was there a time that you just showed up and it really changed maybe the trajectory of your life or, or maybe just the path that you took a different path because you showed up. Ooh, that is a good one. Um, Hmm. You know, there was uh, this, okay, I, I, I didn't think for a second, but um, a few years back, I was asked to just kind of guest lecture, sub in for someone to guest lecture in a B2B sales and marketing class. And the gentleman, um, I said, sure, never done it before. <laughs> you know, eventually it's on my bucket list to teach. Um, at the university level. And um, the gentleman that taught the class 
just loved what I had to say, which is really cool and said, what can I do to help you? And I, I said, you know, it is my goal to eventually teach um, at the university level. And I just I have no idea how to get started down that path at all. Um, and he that stuck with him because uh, about two years later, he reached out and said, you know, I'm going to be done teaching this course at this school, moving on to another school. Um, would you like to take over teaching this class for me? And I, of course, said yes. <laughs> so um, showing up, jumping in, doing something I've never done before, and then letting him know what it is I was looking for, you know, two years down the road, reaped its reward. So that was super awesome. That is great because you've also ticked off the just speak up because a lot of times people don't ask for what they want. They think it's going to sound, you know, uh, that they're asking for too much. And I always said, you know, ask because it's up to the other person to say no. And I've learned that um, people have said no to me. And I always said, when someone says no, I will appreciate the yes. Mm -hmm. And in sales, like I've done fundraising, I've certainly, you know, been in, uh, you know, sales related roles. And I said, you're going to be told no, but wow, you're going to be told yes too. And um, so speaking up is, is amazing that you, you, instead of just saying, yeah, I'll do it. You actually said, Hey, let me know in the future. So that's a great, great story. Thank love you. It. I, I, I love that too. And I never really shared that story before. So thanks for asking the question. <laughs> um, but definitely I'm a fan of, and, and this took me some time to figure out too, but you have to put it out there in the universe. You have to tell people what it is you want. Otherwise it's going to be so much harder to try to get it. Mm -hmm. And people want to help you. So if you yes. get out there and let them know, and it's not going to happen overnight, you know, like this was two years down the road, but it was on my bucket list to be able to teach at the college level. And I did it for three years. It was awesome. Great wow. experience. And imagine, and then see, I have so many more questions too, about where that took you and this and all the sublines, but it's a bit like that story where I said of, you know, meeting people online and connecting with people. It if you are open to those things where you can show up that you will just have more and more and more doors open. And that is perfect for sales as well, because um, in my talk, we mentioned my, uh, my keynote talk is that I do talk about something called social network theory, where there's these, I won't get into it all, but strong ties and weak ties. And our weak ties are the people that are not in our close circle. But it's the weak, all those people I mentioned, Kurt Anderson, Sam Gupta, those are all weak ties to me. And yet they've helped open all of these doors. So it's, it's a fascinating study of, um, of how our world works. And 85% of all jobs are found through weak ties, which I find that an interesting stat too. So love that. That's great. Um, so Gail, what is the final word of advice that you'd offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Well, it uh, probably, again, um, being first your mindset, you have to decide this is what you want and break it down into bite-sized pieces. And I use the analogy of, um, you know, when I'm planning out a campaign or from a salesperson, perspective, if you look at it that, you know, sometimes people at the start of the year, they'll say, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds, for example, or I want mm -hmm. to do a marathon. Well, you can have that on your goal and it can sit there staring at you, you know, staring you down for a long time. But if you then break it down and say, I'm going to start with, okay, let's say the marathon, right? I'm going to start with um, first walking around the block uh, once a day, 
week one. Week two, I'm going to double that. Week three, I'm going to now maybe do a little light jog. And so you put it into bite-sized pieces. So I'd say the same thing when it comes to networking. You know, first show up and just listen. And again, break it down into steps and um, ask for help. There are people like myself out here. Um, listen to podcasts, you know, become educated. I listen to a lot of manufacturing podcasts as well. And that's how I've learned. So start somewhere, uh, then show up. Love it. I think that's great advice is to make progress anywhere. You need to start, right? Mm -hmm. And be curious, of course. <laughs> uh, you have to throw that in there. <laughs> All right. If anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, Gail, what is the best way that they can reach you? Well, probably the uh, the best way is if you put in Gail now into a Google search, you will find me. But certainly on LinkedIn, I'm Gail Robertson. I also have a Gail Now uh, profile there, but I'm on Twitter as Gail Now. That's probably if you want to really connect, Twitter is the place. That's where I am most active. Uh, I'm on Instagram as Gail Now One because long story, someone has Gail Now and it's not even being used. Um, and yeah, and I also have a YouTube channel, Gail Now. That's great. We'll include all that information in our show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Lori. Super fun. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Gail for taking the time to connect and share some amazing stories with us. Uh, if you haven't reached out and connect with me on LinkedIn, I highly recommend you do that. Otherwise, we will just see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.